Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The 11 to 1 show. All bets are off. Could we have a new late, late host? More details on the way. Now Bill Medley, the time of my life on LMFM's 11 to 1. I hope you're keeping well this morning. Get, get in touch 086 1800 658. Paddy Power has called off bets on the Late Late Show host. Could we finally know who is replacing Mr. Ryan Tuberty? Well, Apparently, according to the Irish Independent, who lead with quite a, a bold uh, statement on this, they say this guy is on the verge of becoming the next Late Late Show presenter after negotiations with RTE Chiefs reached an advanced stage two weeks ago. Now, at the IFTAs on Monday night, he was quite coy and sort of diverted attention when he was asked about this. I'm talking about Patrick Keelty. Is he our next Late Late Show Well, host? Well, he was asked this and this is kind of what he said about it. Uh, I would say the, there's I've only really a couple of things to say on that. I think that The Late Late Show is one of the greatest TV shows on the planet, and whoever gets it's going to be really lucky. But I think something that maybe hasn't been said, I've done chat shows before. I know how difficult they are, and I've been a guest on The Late Late Show, and I've sat alongside Ryan doing his stuff. And whoever gets that gig, they're going to have huge shoes to fill. Because what he does... Week after week, I don't think people appreciate him as much as they should because Ryan is absolutely world class and he's the best in the business. There you go. Now, neither confirming nor denying, but I was looking at that video very carefully and his wife, the beautiful Kat Dealey, is in the background. As soon as the question's asked, she diverts her eyes straight to the ground. She's like, oh, sketch, they're asking us this question. So there's definitely something there. Paddy Power now calling off bets because there's been a surge in betting with regards to this. So maybe whoever does have bets on Patrick Keelty, you could be in for a win. They've called it off. This is a rush on bets, they say. So this is what they've done. And of course, uh, the County Down presenter became the favourite after Claire Byrne and Sarah McInerney uh, both ruled themselves out of the running. So it's getting very exciting, really exciting. And I have to say, I think that Patrick Keelty, I'm, I'm liking this. I'm liking this option. I mean, he'd be well able, you know, for all of the entertainment. I mean, he's a comedian, first and foremost. You know, he's well able for all of that. 
I think he'd be well able for the politics. He's 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 uh, and the hard hitting type interviews. I think he's proven himself in various different uh, chat shows and specials and things like that that he's done in the past. And he would be so much crack on the toy show. He really would. So like, there's the three kind of major parts. I think he's going to give it a much needed shake up if it is going to definitely be him. What are we thinking? Are we liking this option? Now, it's not officially confirmed by any RTE channels, but the fact that Paddy Power has taken off the bets and Patrick very cleverly dodged around the question and I'm looking at Cat Dealey's body language. It says it all. What do you reckon? Do we have uh, Patrick Keelty as the new host? What do you think of him? 86 658 Fans on LMFM's 11 to 1. Just want to let people know Meath County Council has announced a number of information evenings for local community groups and residents associations, tidy towns groups, all that kind of thing, and volunteers. So if you want to find out more about entering this year's Meath Pride of Place Award, there's going to be an information evening next Tuesday in Navin Library. So Tuesday the 16th of May, Navin Library at 6.30pm. Also there's one in the Cunningham Arms Hotel, Slane, Wednesday the 17th of May Kells Library as well on Thursday 18th of May Dunboyne Library Tuesday the 23rd Trimcastle Hotel on Wednesday 24th of May and Ashburn Library on Thursday 25th of May but if you want to learn more if you want to find out more about the categories overall information that kind of thing you need to book your place so you need to email prideofplace at meadcoco.ie so prideofplace at meadcoco.ie or you can give them a call 046 909 7400. So 046 909 7400. I've presented those awards um, for the last number of years and it's always lovely. I mean, amazing people in their local communities doing tremendous work. They really are brilliant. So those information evenings are happening over the next couple of weeks. Now, how would you like to win a nice €200 Euro one for all voucher, all courtesy of Bus Aaron? I'm going to bring you the details of our competition next. The 11 to 1 show. One or two messages coming in on 086-1800-658. It looks like Patrick Keelty could be getting the late, late job. What do we think? Well, uh, John says, I'd love to see Patrick Keelty getting the job. I seriously hope it's not Brendan O'Connor. If there was ever a person with a face for radio. Ah, come on now. Come on. Brendan's great. Brendan's an excellent presenter, I have to say. Um, uh, Yeah, I think it'd be a tough one, actually, between the two of them. Uh, Somebody else has a very different opinion. Sarah's in me. I would hate Patrick Kilty. I think he's just way too much. Don't think I would be tuning in for that, says Sarah. Baz of DIY all the way, coming in from Decky and Navin. Yeah, you see, I think Baz Ashmawi has put himself out of the running at this stage. I think he kind of shot down a lot of those rumours. I don't know. He hasn't... Yeah, I yeah, I could look at I love Baz. Baz is brilliant, but I do think he's better in those kind of programs, like what you're saying like the DIY and those other sorts of programs. I think he's better there personally. Um I don't know if he wants the big job. I don't know if he wants that. Uh, but do keep those coming in 0861800658. I'm just hoping that they sort of put us out of our misery really soon, you know, because uh I think we're all getting tired, aren't we? We're like, is it going to be this person? No, it's her. No, she doesn't like it. No, she definitely doesn't want it. Maybe it's him. Now this, I mean, we just, we're in a spin. We're in a spin now, RTE. Come on. We need to know at this stage. We need need to know. They're going to drag it out, aren't they? They're going to drag it out because we're all talking about it. Anyway, whoever it is, we wish them all the best. Capaldi, wish you the best. Uh, Lots of people 
now on 086-1800-658. I will get to those messages very, very shortly. But first, I have a competition. I have teamed up with Bus Aaron all this week and we have a great prize up for grabs. Did you know that as part of the TIFI network, Bus Aaron are providing more frequent services on their 101 and 101X routes that run daily from Drada via Balbriggan to Dublin Airport and Dublin City Centre. To celebrate this, you have the chance to win a €200 Euro one for all voucher every single day this week. All you have to do is tell me where have we stopped off on our 101X today, okay, these are clues that I have for you, okay? So, we're almost near Dublin, but it's before our final stop into the city. We have one more stop to make. There's lots of people getting off with suitcases and the noise of aircraft overhead is deafening. Where have we stopped off? So, suitcases coming off the bus and the noise of aircraft is deafening. Where do you think we are stopped off on our route today? 086-1800-658 if you think you know. And if you're travelling regularly between Drogheda and Dublin, then the 101 or 101X, these services could be for you. BusAaron.ie for all of the information. Yesterday, Noelle Hanna, she's a knobber. She was our winner. Today, it could be you. So where am I stopped off? 086-1800-658. It's a shame that Dave Allen is no longer with us, Sinead. He would have been absolutely fantastic, said Matty and RD. Matty, full disclosure, I had to Google Dave Allen because I was like over the head completely with him. To be fair, he was very much now not of my time, I would have said. But after doing a bit of Googling around, I didn't realise that Dave Allen, a comedian, by the way, uh, and from Ireland, an actor and uh, host of chat shows, all that sort of stuff, uh, he has a Drogheda Connection because he followed his father into journalism, joining the Drogheda Argus as a copy boy, but then headed off to London. And just looking through his career and everything else, it sounds like, yes, absolutely in his heyday, he would have been a good uh, choice, all right. He seemed to be a very easygoing sort of guy. Uh, but then, you know, he was he kind of courted controversy a little bit as well with some of his jokes, particularly about the Catholic Church and stuff like that. So, yeah, maybe a risque choice for the late late but thank you for sending me down that absolute rabbit hole that is Dave Allen um, lots of people yeah people saying Baz people saying um, Pat, yeah one or two coming in now for Patrick Keelty as well uh, in terms of the late late but look we shall see we shall watch this space anyway back to more pressing matters because tonight is the night Wild Youth will be taking to the stage we're talking Eurovision next the 11 to 1 show Big and bold. That's what Wild Youth have promised us for tonight. Can they do it? I'd say the tension and the nerves and the anxiety for something like this with these guys must be through the roof at this stage. Imagine the pressure. Imagine the pressure because we haven't reached the final since Rhino Shocknessy entered with his song Together back in 2018. So there is a lot of pressure on Wild Youth but I do think that they can deliver the goods. Can they secure a place in the grand final tonight? So they're going to be performing their song We Are Young and uh, they are going to be whereabouts are they going to be? They're going to be performing sixth in the running order. So after Portugal just before Croatia 59 are going to perform in the semi-final with uh, uh, the top of the 10 progressing then to the final. Um, But they do face quite a tough competition. There's a previous winner. Are you allowed to do that? 
You obviously are like, what? Hello? How have we not got all of the winners that have, you know, won the Eurovision in Ireland to create one super band for one night? How has that not happened? If you're allowed to have, you know, previous winners in there. Why have we not done that? Anyway, previous winner, Lorene, is representing Sweden uh, as well. And also there's a fan favourite representing Finland in their round. But look... I do think that the song is great. I do think they'll deliver. I've seen some of the video. There's a lot of gold and, you know, it looks really cool. Um, So look, we'll just have to, fingers crossed with regards to this. Now, um, somebody who is returning, (laughs) a lot of people might find amusing, uh, Dustin the Turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's set to return to the Eurovision Song Contest 15 years after representing Ireland in Belgrade. Ireland, they do sponsor. Who can, who can forget that? I mean, it was... Was it a high for Eurovision? Uh, no, it really wasn't a high. But, you know, I thought it was great crack. Dustin the Turkey in a trolley singing Ireland, they do sponsor. I mean... Come on, I I was on board for it at the time. It was 15 years ago though. Uh, but he's due to make a cameo. Don't worry, not performing anything. Uh, he will be interviewed uh, by the host, uh, Ted Lasso star Hannah Waddingham is going to be interviewing him. Now, RTE yet to confirm Dustin's involvement, um, but apparently at the semi-final dress rehearsal, a stage hand stood in for the turkey pretending to be him during a, ser- a segment. So, you know, like stranger things have happened. So uh, there you go. Dustin is going to make a comeback to the Eurovision, but all eyes are on Wild Youth. Can they do it? Here is their song, We Are One. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. I think it's catchy. I think we're all going to be bopping around to that. Come on, Wild Youth. Fingers crossed and everything for them. Now, going to take a quick break. And after that, we're going back to 1941. The 11 to 1 show. UB40 can't help falling in love on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now it's time to go back to 1941. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1941, British intelligence at Bleachy Park breaks the German spy codes after capturing Enigma machines. This is all to do with Alan Turing. He was a highly influential computer scientist and cryptanalyst who developed the Turing machine uh, and he was really, I suppose, the sort of godfather, I say, of, you know, the, the British intelligence and all that sort of stuff and computers. And today is Lost Sock Memorial Day. Yeah, you put a pair of socks in for the wash. When the wash is done, one has vanished. Where did it go? Is there a mystery portal in the machine? I don't know. So Lost Sock Memorial Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. All of the socks that only have one pair live in my uh, hot press uh, because there's no pair. I mean, I don't know why I'm keeping them there, but that's what happens. Anyway, back to the music. Here's Van, the man. Van Morrison, Bright Side of the Road. News at 12 is approaching, but after that, two teams of novice rowers from Ireland spent 33 days at sea in the Talasker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge. They uh, have a new record as well for where they finished, but they also raised huge money for charity. One of the rowers, Eugene Mohan from Dundalk, is back with us after 12. The 11 to 1 show. 
Fancy winning a 200 euro one for all voucher. I have another chance for you to enter a bus airing competition that's on the way. Ed Sheeran, Castle on the Hill, Sinead Brazel here with you till one. And I want to give away a brilliant prize. I've teamed up with Bus Erin and did you know that as part of the TFI network, Bus Erin are providing more frequent services, more frequent services, you say, on their 101 and 101X routes that run daily from Drada via Balbriggan to Dublin Airport and Dublin City Centre. And to celebrate all of this, you have the chance to win a €200 one for all voucher every day this week. All you have to do is tell me. Where have we stopped off on the 101X today from the clues? Well, we're nearly at Dublin, OK? But we've one more final stop before we make it to the city. Uh, there's a lot of people getting off with suitcases today. And the noise of aircraft overhead is deafening. It's very easy. Whereabouts have we stopped off? Lots and lots and lots of people getting it right. Keep those coming in 086-1800-658. And don't forget, if you're travelling regularly between Drada and Dublin, then the 101 or 101X, these services could be for you. Busairin.ie for all of the details. And we'll give away that voucher towards the end of the show. So where have we stopped off today? 086-1800-658. Now time to check in with the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Niall Horan walked around the set of The Voice with a little mic to ask the coaches questions. The stars thought the size of the mic was the funniest. Here's me and my little mic. You ask me some questions. I'm going to help you answer them. Let's go talk to the coaches. I'm here with Chance the Rapper. Hey, what's up, Niall? Speaking to Oh, what up, Niall? <laughs> if you were on The Voice, who would you choose as your coach? Kelly. Oh, uh, I guess I would pick Kelly. <laughs> I like your tiny mic. <laughs> you like my tiny mic? Yeah. <laughs> so good. It. Hello. It's attractive. <laughs> Here's a question for you. Okay. They want to know, the people at home want to know, who's the most competitive here? Um, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kelly. There's your answer. The Eurovision semi-final is on RTE 1 tonight at 8 o'clock. Wild Youth will be representing Ireland and they'll be six to perform. Sam Hewing gives his take on working alongside Nick Jonas. While his character was dating Nick's wife, Priyanka Chopper Jonas, in the movie Love Again. The rom-com is out on Wednesday. Superstar husband, like super decent guy, good looking, talented. I mean, yeah. It's uh, it's hard to measure up to him, but he did a fantastic job. He's so good in this. And we had fun on set. Yeah. That's what it was about. We, I have to say, uh, you know, Pri's a great uh, people person. She's a family person. She made everyone feel like we we're part of her family. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to moving in with them as well. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, the one and only Cher. If I could turn back time, well, we are going to turn back time now to earlier on this year and last year as well, because we've been following this journey really since the start. Uh, the Mohan twins from Dundalk, they were part of the crew on the Talasker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge, which was an epic endurance race. Uh, and it was just... <laughs> 
<laughs> incredible to watch novice rowers take on this challenge first of all not only that they completely smashed a record as well they arrived back into Antigua in about 33 days and they raised huge money for charity and they are going to be passing the money over to the charity so what was the final number we're going to be chatting to Eugene after these the 11 to 1 show In December last year, two Irish teams took to the water to start the toughest endurance race around the Talasker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge, a premium event in rowing uh, that takes normally about 35 to 40 days for top rowers to complete, covers over 3,000 miles. Brothers Frankie and Eugene Mohan from Dundalk were part of the Irish crew. We followed their journey from the very beginning right until they crossed the finish line and the lads took on the challenge to raise funds for the RNLI and the Laura Lynn Foundation and they're now ready to hand over the cheque. I'm delighted to be joined once again by Eugene Mohan from Dundalk. Eugene, how are we getting on? Hi, Sinead, how are you? Thanks I, for having us on. Great to have you because the last time I spoke to you, you'd crossed the finished line, although I think your brother's boat got in ahead of Eugene. Uh, I'm sure you've never lived that one down. <laughs> well, well, actually, uh, we actually ended up in the same boat, which, uh, which oh, did you? made for interest in crossing. <laughs> yeah, we did. So myself and Frankie ended up in the same boat and then another guy, I think, Grode, they were chatting, so actually ended up in the five-person boat. Oh, so Grode's boat got in first. Yeah. Okay, exactly. luckily so, then it wasn't the brother that got in ahead of you because, I mean, that slagging for life. That's what that would have happened there, you know? Yeah, well, that's, that would have been tough, but I don't know, what is, was it harder being with your brother or your twin brother on the Atlantic for 35 days in a small <laughs> rowing boat so I suppose it depends on how you look at it but yeah out of the team of nine we had the four person team and the five person team uh, split between two boats so yeah the five person team done really really well came in 33 days uh, set a world record um, for the fastest crossing of a five person boat Amazing. and then uh, we came in two days behind them 35 days um, which is really really good and we were delighted with that with a top 10 finish in the race out of 43 boats so absolutely over the moon with that, that over result. the moon um, with that is right yeah. because when we were chatting way back at the beginning of this because this is something like two years uh, in the planning and the training and all that sort of stuff so we were chatting right at the very start and you were kind of saying listen we just want to do the race we don't want to be getting too kind of ahead of our state you know we're just going to complete it and see how we go because people should remember you guys were complete novice racers and rowers yeah exactly we actually out of the nine of us um, we all trained together as one big team and then at the latter stage then we, we split into two boats because I suppose we, there was no such thing as a, a nine person boat um, but out of the nine of us none of us really have any rowing experience at all so we're complete novices and we had to learn everything from, from scratch um, including navigating at sea some of the first day at sea and, and all the different uh, skills and drills I suppose that go along with rowing across the Atlantic Ocean um, so yeah there was a, a big learning curve for all of us um, but but in fairness we, we, we managed this we, we set out a training plan um, you know between doing gym work strength and conditioning work and actually getting out in the boat and learning how to, how to row the boat and, and, and what makes it move and how do you keep it going because once we got onto the Atlantic, uh, our plan was to keep the boat moving at all costs and, mm. and not let it stop. So the only two times that we stopped was actually once on Christmas Day, we stopped for about 10, 15 minutes, had some Christmas pudding. Well, you had to um, have the mother's Christmas pudding, yeah, do you know exactly, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then the only other time that we stopped was when we, we actually seen land for the first time. So after about 34 days, uh, we stopped for about five minutes just to see that first sight of, of the Caribbean um, after seeing nothing, I suppose, bar water. 
and some of the wildlife uh, yeah. 34, 35 days. So that was only two times that the boat actually stopped. So we're constantly rowing for about 17 or 18 hours a day, moving that boat through the water, through the big storms that we had uh, and through all the different types of conditions, both day and night. So out of endurance races, it, it, it's pretty much up there in terms of, you know, exerting yourself for, for an extended period of time, you know, yeah. eating 6,000 calories every day, trying to keep your energy levels up uh, and trying to keep that boat moving. Well, yeah, because like, when the, you got off the boat, you you guys were so thin. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I know you were eating the 6,000 calories, but I was like, oh my God, I don't recognise them. This was yeah. because it was so, so intense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And that's the, that's the one thing, I suppose, that a lot of us got from it was that we didn't think it was going to be as intense as yeah. it was. Um, because really a lot of people think you're, you're actually going to be bored and there'll be a lot of boredom and, and that wasn't really the case um, you know it's quite intense between all the different weather decisions the route trying to navigate um, and then just like even stuff like planning out your food and looking after each other and some of the first aid that we had to do at sea but yeah all in all I'd say most of us lost in around 6 or 7 kilos uh, after the 35 days and then one or two on the boat lost up on 15, 16 kilos uh, which is quite a lot so we're, we're a losing a little bit of muscle mass even though we were eating uh, about 6,000 calories uh, worth of food every day I mean you know people, some people try slimming world do you know what I mean Eugene you don't have to <laughs> go to such extreme lengths we the ultimate diet programme <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate diet programme and you know you, you say boats but to me they just look like fancy looking canoes that you were in like I mean talk to me about the boats because there was no shelter really no, so the the boats are actually quite small, and just to, to picture it, it, it's about twenty eight foot long. So really, about you know two or three times um, the length of a I suppose a big kitchen table, really like yeah. about twenty eight foot long, about a meter and a half wide. Um, and at either end of the boat, there was a small little cabin, um, and, and that was the cabin that we used to get a rest in, or we'd, we'd kind of make some of our food, our meals. Um, and the cabin was really, really small, um, really, really cramped. And sometimes you actually had to kind of slot your legs in underneath the, the actual deck of the boat. So it was, I suppose, nearly like a coffin in a way. It was, it was that cramped. Yeah. Um, and all our safety gear and equipment was also in the cabins. Um, and on the deck then itself, uh, that's totally exposed to the elements. There's three rowing seats or rowing positions. And uh, that's really where we spent the majority of our time because even, uh, I suppose, when we, we got rowing and, and we got into it, the cabins used to get quite hot. Um, so really we were spending only, I'd say, about maybe... You know, between maybe four, four and a half hours uh, of sleep every night, mm. or sorry, every 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 twenty four hours broken over three periods. So we spent very very little time in the cabins. Uh, the boats then had solar panels to charge our batteries, and the batteries then are, are what we used for our navigation systems, or our, our, our sat nav. Uh, so I suppose it's like a sat nav, but it's a Garmin GPS system, uh, and then also our sat phones. We used to charge those so that we could make contact with them. Um, with very important or, radio presenters like myself. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah exactly. I, I mean, what, what a thrill to be part of the whole epic odyssey. And I have to give a shout out to your dad, who was very uh, instrumental in, in organising all of that. Um, he was fantastic and it was great to make contact with the five-man boat. Garoud uh, w- was chatting to us on the show about... Uh, they, I think they had... Um some uh, wildlife, as you mentioned there, interrupting them along the way as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, I, and, and like, that was the thing, like, the, the wildlife out there was 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 a bit crazy. Like, there was so so much along the way, like, that, that you could see, you know, between dolphins and whales and sharks and marlins, which is swordfishes and 
all sorts of things. Um, we also had a lot of flying fish to contend with, like yeah. we were landing in the boat, and uh, you know, especially at night time, you could end up with fifteen or sixteen of these flying fish landing in the boat, which were quite smelly and slimy. So we said every morning when I got bright, then we'd have to get them out of the boat because uh, otherwise we'd be left with with a mess, you know. So, yeah. Um, but no, there was plenty, plenty of wildlife to keep us entertained, including marlins following the boats and uh, you know some sharks and that. So you know, every four days we had to get into the water to actually scrub the bottom of the boat to keep it nice and smooth in order to keep okay. us so to get, nice get all the, the, the stuff water. off it. Yeah, yeah. So and, and it's interesting because when you're getting into the water, parts of the Atlantic Ocean, you know, it's up on four thousand meters or five thousand meters, so five kilometers deep in parts like so you're not really seeing the bottom you know but uh, you don't think about that too much now when you're climbing in to, to scrub the bottom of the boat uh, yeah, I, I'd say you're like, get in and out. Let's just not look at what's below us. And it's, yeah, I know. I totally get that. Uh, and of course, along the way, the real reason for taking this on was to raise funds for the Laurel Inn and Orin Alloy. Tell us, why did you choose these charities? Yeah, so I suppose starting with the Orin Alloy first, um, some of our team members actually had to avail of the services of the Orin Alloy in, in, in our training, actually. One okay. of our was over to, over to Wales. But uh, and and it's a good, like it's a really important charity for you know people out in the sea and, and off the coast and that and, and they do save countless lives every year. So we found that that was a, a really worthwhile and relevant charity for us, and, and that's why we, we did pick the, the Ornalay lifeboats. Um, Laurel Inn, it's the only children's hospice in Ireland, um, and really like it, it relies a lot on, on charity donations, and, and we found that that was something that you know that we felt like we could give you know, we wanted to contribute towards uh, in terms of the fundraising, but also in terms of the actual raising awareness of, of the two charities because we just felt like that they're really important to, to raise awareness and let people know that they're out there, uh, especially like the Lower Lane there with the Children's Hospice and, and how it can help families and, and kids along the way, you know. So the other kind of main, go- main I suppose, goals was yeah. to raise awareness and also actually raise the funds for, for the charities while also doing doing very well on, on the row and, uh, you know, and putting Ireland on the spotlight. And, and oh, you really there, so. did. You really yeah. put them on, put the, put us on the map. You really did. And uh, in terms of the GoFundMe, there was a huge, huge response. So how much did you raise in total? So uh, we were absolutely blown away by by the figure. We, we raised over €70,000 for our charities. Yeah, and, and really that was down to a, a lot of hard work from from our friends and families who are working in the background, especially when we actually started the row and we were on the water, like the dad and you know, Annecy, Connor and and and, um, and and a few that that were there. there you know, there's six or seven people working really, really hard in the background, doing social media posts, following up on stuff, and, and putting the message out there. You know that we're doing this, we're taking part of it, we're we're actually competing in this race, and we want to raise funds for a charity and also give them recognition. And then also, even when we got back on on dry land, we've had you know people also organising kind of fundraising events for us on our behalf the likes of Milan Dealey O'Reilly and Knockbridge Vintage Club and they've all really helped like with, with raising that figure and getting over 70,000 70, euros so we're absolutely delighted with the generosity of people and, and, and how much people really got behind us you know whether you know from everything from small donations to big donations every little bit really really helped and, and, and we're absolutely delighted with it to, to get that figure you know and, and no date when you were you know when times were tough in the middle of the ocean and you're going oh you know and then you hear, hear an update for the GoFundMe that I would imagine spurred you on yeah exactly we started the actual row and we I think we had about 15,000 euros raised for our charities um, and then I remember checking in uh, with someone at home I think it might have been dad actually and he said that the, you know the social media has exploded everybody's really interested in this and, and I think the charity had surpassed over 50,000 euros Amazing. we were absolutely delighted with that and it's 
people, you know, local people from, uh, there's there's a lot of our team based out in Wicklow as well in Dublin and, and up in, in Loudoun Dock. So all, all of those people really got behind us and started spreading the word. And, and you know, before we know it, before we knew it, sorry, that, that the charity um, side of it had really taken off, you know, in terms of actual fundraising. So to get that sort of figure, um, it, we were absolutely delighted with it. And I know chatting to the, the two charities, they're over the moon with it as well, including oh, even just the, the social media stuff of it. And oh, that's it, to get the, the awareness out there. They've got huge, huge coverage with regards to this, absolutely. So, you know, the the challenge is over, obviously. Um, any chance you would do it again? Because I know when you and Frankie, this is kind of like, you're you're sort of adrenaline junkies a little bit, the two of you. Uh, any, any idea that, would you take this on again? Would you take on another big challenge? So this all came about from uh, so it was a group of friends always kind of setting challenges for each yes. other and uh, trying to <laughs> trying to see if we could outdo each other and from different mountains around the world and different things. But I suppose this one really did. <laughs> this was a big one uh, and maybe got out of hand. But yeah, I, at the moment, I think we're just trying to finish off the campaign because with this, this is about a two and a half year journey. Uh, to get to the to get to the start line, really, and a lot of time on the laptop, a lot of organising, a lot of campaign work, um, to to get to that point, you know. Um, so so at the stage we're kind of just about to wrap it up, presenting the checks to the, the charities. Um, we got presented with our certs uh, from from the race organisers, and and really the next challenge, I suppose, who knows? But I know that when you chat to the team, uh, even last week we we had a chat, and uh, a lot of people would be well up for another challenge so Uh-oh, you know, Eugene sure I can hear horizon, but. I can hear already your wives and partners rolling their eyes and going <laughs> oh my god they're not putting us through something else again I'm on board Eugene come on when's the next challenge uh, well, I definitely look, want to be part of it so. I suppose the thing the thing with this is like it's like everything like there's opportunities that come up every so often and really like it's about you know, just having an idea or a vision or a goal, and and just making these opportunities or thoughts happen. You know, and and really anybody's anybody's able to do it. Like we're just yeah. nine ordinary people that ended up doing this row across the Atlantic. And really, like if people are listening, like that's the one big thing. Like just any opportunity that comes up or initiative or anything like you can make anything happen you know so oh, determination and drive you'll, you'll achieve anything you want well determination drive sheer madness a little dose of madness in there as well Eugene <laughs> for this challenge <laughs> and but, good fun as well and great fun great fun it's been so lovely being part of this whole experience with you and the crew it was so exciting for us to be able to chat to you when you're on the water and to, when you reach the finish line and you performed so so well we are so proud of you and to raise that money is just tremendous it really really is. Look, here's to the next challenge. That's what I'm going to say. And uh, hopefully your wives won't go too mad at me for saying that. <laughs> no, no, here's to the next challenge. Who knows what it's going to be, but like, I'm sure there's something not too far away. Absolutely. Listen, it's been great chatting to you. Thank you so much for chatting to us today. Yeah, and thanks Sinead, for all your coverage and, and even chatting to you during the actual crossing as well. It's been, it's been great. The level of support we got from you and even raising the exposure has been unreal. So thanks a million. Oh, you are so welcome. Anytime, anytime. Eugene Mohan there. What a great end to that tremendous epic challenge. Oh, what are we going to do now? I need someone else to take on a challenge. Come on. It's been thrilling. It's been thrilling for me here. It really has. Uh, but look at fantastic result uh, to see €70,000 from your generosity going to Laura Lynn and the RNLI. The 11 to 1 show. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes Visit localheroes.ie
Progressive Genetics are looking to recruit manual milk recorders in Louth and Meath. To apply, please email, email your CV to jobs at progressivegenetics.ie or you can call Louise on 087 McCann and Byrne require a wood machinist for a modern timber mill in the Meath area. Please apply by emailing your CV to info at mccannandburn.ie. So that's info, then M-A-C-C-A-N-N and burn.ie. Lakeila Mentoring requires volunteer mentors across the Meath and Drogheda area. To apply, contact Maxine at lakeila.ie. KTF Housing Limited require a full-time combi lift driver based in Dundalk. To apply, please contact careers at ktf.ie. And the Green Schools programme requires travel officers to work with schools in the Leith area. To apply, please email hr at eu.ontoshka.org or you can visit greenschoolsireland.org. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. Where were we going on our bus today on the 101X? I can tell you, and I think everyone's getting it, but judging by all the lovely emojis flying in, it was, of course, Dublin Airport. That's where I was stopped off. And I want to say congratulations to Dervla Care. You are in Dunleer. You are getting that €200 Euro one for all voucher. Don't worry, we'll have another stop for you to guess on tomorrow's show. We are feeling good here in studio. We're going to be joined very shortly by Nicole O'Keefe and Emily Murray. They are with The Cable Project in Moneymore and they need quiz boffins. So people with the general knowledge skills, they need you for a very special fundraiser. We're going to have all the details next. The 11 to 1 show. General knowledge buffs, you are needed for a very special table quiz fundraising night. It's happening May 26th in McHugh's venue in Drogheda. And there's great prizes, everything from gym memberships to vouchers to be won. And it's all in aid of the Cable Project in Moneymore, who are aiming to support young people in the area. Joining me now to tell us more is Emily Murray. She's Senior Youth Officer and Nicole O'Keefe. She's Youth Justice Worker with the Cable Project. Ladies, you're so welcome. How are you getting on? Good. Great to have you. Oh, it's great to have you here. Absolutely brilliant to have you. So, Emily, tell us a little bit, first of all, about the Cable Project in Moneymore. When was this set up? Yeah, so Faroga's Cable Project was established back in 2008, which actually makes this year our 15-year anniversary. Oh, nice milestone. Yeah, absolutely. So 15 years in the community. So we were established back then to provide an alternative for young people in the area, So, which goes back to the aim of a youth diversion project. Ultimately, it is to divert young people away from antisocial criminal behaviour, so aka keeping teens out of trouble. And when the cable project first started, there was only one worker. And I know he's listening, so I won't say his name. I won't embarrass him. But he's still with us today. And some of the problems that were being witnessed back then were, you know, the underage drinking Mm. and smoking and the accessibility of drugs. And that's still the case today. So the cable project just provided a safe and happy environment for the young people. And over the years, the Cable Project has expanded. So we were fortunate enough to receive additional funding, which increased our staff team size to a team of seven today, and which also allowed us to increase our capacity and work with more age cohorts of young people. Wow. Okay. so starting off from one person still with you and now you're at the 15 year mark, which is incredible. So tell us a little bit about the services then that you provide for young people in the area. Yeah. So when we first started, we initially worked with young people between the ages of 12 to 17. Now, since then, like I said, we have expanded 
expanded. So now we work with the early intervention age cohort, which is young people between the ages of 8 to 11. And previously, we would have had to disengage young people when they turned 18, you know, the adult years. Um, but now we no longer have to do that as we work with young people up to the age of 25. Oh, great. And we yeah. also uh, provide family support as well. So we've grown in size and we can just kind of, that our reach has expanded and we can work with more young people. That's fantastic because yeah. like you say, 18, a crucial age. It's not like, I mean, oh, people say kids are 18, you know, and they're they're ready to go off and into mm-hmm. the world. So I can completely see why the, the need is there. Absolutely. And and in terms of, you know, the, the resources that you, you offer as well, like you work very closely with the Connect Family Resource and you work a lot with parents as well. Lots of courses and classes for them. Yeah, so Connect are literally just around the corner from us. Like we can see their entrance from one of our back windows. And, you know, we work very closely and collaboratively together. And we were both established around the same time. We were only meeting with Connect yesterday and we were kind of figuring out when, what years were we established and that kind of thing. But no, we facilitate community events each summer together, you know, different parenting programs throughout the year. And it's just so nice to be able to support each other. We had the same goal in mind and not to mention the team over in Connect are an absolutely brilliant bunch and they do great work for the community. Oh, they are fantastic. I've met them a couple of times in this show. They're absolutely brilliant. Uh, You mentioned uh, the age group there, 12 to 17, but then you're coming down younger as well. So the summer is the the tricky part when they're off school, you know, and they're idle, all that sort of stuff. But you have plenty of stuff to keep them busy in the summer as well. Absolutely. So we actually have 45 young people engaged in the project at the moment and we also have a waiting list as well. But look, we keep them busy throughout the summer and uh, their engagement is great, especially our younger age group, the 8 to 11s. They're so enthusiastic. They would literally do anything we offer them and they're so happy to do so. So yeah, we'll have a very busy summer ahead of us. Oh, that's great. That's great news for parents because we're going, <laughs> what are we going to do with them over the summer holidays? Oh my God, absolutely. And what sort of feedback then? Obviously, po- very positive feedback from, from the young yeah, people that you receive. Yeah, so really, we, we get knocks on the door all the time where young people are like, oh, can we join? I want to come in here it looks like you guys are doing fun things and yeah the kids just I think they appreciate having somewhere to go because a lot of the feedback we get from kids is like there's just nothing to do around here there's nowhere Mm. to go and if we can provide that for the young people then why not so yeah the feedback is great oh that's fantastic to see it really is um, received a little letter um yesterday from one of the 11 year olds and it was a little letter addressed to all of us in the Cable Project thanking us wow. for all we've done and how much she loves coming over like every Monday to see us and stuff like that. So it's like really, really lovely. That is fantastic yeah. to see. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's why when you then go to do all of this extra work, like the fundraisers, it makes it so much, you know, And that's, that's the main reason why we're doing this. It's to continue to support these young people and their families as much as we can. So tell me about this then. The yeah. f- the Friday the 26th of May, yeah. that's when it's all happening in McHugh's. You need lots of general knowledge whizzes out there. Yeah, you? even if they're not, they can give it a go because <laughs> I'm not and I'm looking at these questions going, I don't know. So um, <laughs> yeah, so the 26th of May in McHugh's, is where, in McHugh's sorry, that's, I think it's keep saying Mother, mother Hughes as I said. No, it's McHugh's. Yes. Um, so Friday the 26th of May, we're having our quiz night. So a big fundraiser. I think one of the really cool things about our quiz that we've planned we've kind of dabbled in a few quizzes ourselves you know purely for research purposes but um, we actually have a big kind of uh, cash prize for the winning teams on the night so first place is 300 euro second place 200 euro and then third place is 100 euro for the winning teams as well as all our amazing raffle prizes that we'll be doing on the night as well yes because I've mentioned gym memberships facials that kind of stuff um, in in the mix and you're going to be out and about on Thursday selling tickets and stuff yeah so um, our posters are kind of a few up and about around the place so people might see them but we're actually going to be in the town centre on th- 
Thursday from about 11am onwards. So we're actually going to give people the opportunity if they'd like to reserve or book in a wee table, they can do, but people are more than welcome to come on the night. And then we're actually going to be selling some raffle tickets for those amazing prizes as well there on the day. Okay, and in terms of teams, is it like table of four or what way does that work? Yeah, so we're going to do max tables of six, but you don't have to be table of six. You can arrive at table of two, three, four, it doesn't matter. Um, so, but max table of six and it's a tenner ahead then for oh, your table. Sure. Listen, yeah. that's for nothing. And fundraising yeah. like this, as we mentioned, so, so important. This is what yeah. keeps you going. This is it. Like this is, this is all for the young people and the families. This is going straight back into helping out with those summer programmes, helping out with those interventions that we do with the young people to try and get them involved in more positive things. Yeah, so, yeah, completely. And uh, just to bring yourself back in, Emily, like one of the aims of the the whole cable project really is to divert young people away mm. from the temptations of crime. Look, we know we know what's going on in the town is not great, you know, with everything. I mean, this, projects like this really are vital for this. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, if you want to dissect the reasons why people get involved in criminal behaviour, you know, the list could go on. So for that reason, we focus on a variety of interventions for the young people. So it could be, you know, we could be working with them on their self esteem, their social skills, their personal development. You know, it's really about exposing the young people to new and exciting opportunities and activities that they may not have the opportunity to do so before. And, you know, we see that with people, with the young people positively engaging, we do see that they are able to then make better decisions in their lives. And I think it's important to note that we are within Faroga, it's a charity organization, and we rely heavily on alternative funding for us to be able to do the programs that we had mentioned before. So this this fundraiser is going to be a huge help for us and we can't wait for it and we want to thank everybody in advance who attends. Yeah, I, look, I love a good quiz. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't, it gets the blood. I'm very competitive as yeah, well. Like, we this yeah. is what's going to happen. People yeah. are going to create that competitive nature. Yeah. And just to note as well, like, we've kind of brought it back to old school bases. Like, we've been to a few where there's smartphones and stuff yes. like that. So we're trying to just bring it back to basics in oh, that, that sense yeah. because sometimes, you know, we're trying to make it as accessible as we can to everyone that comes on the night. Um, so so it's kind of old school in that way that we're back to pen and paper and yeah hopefully we have a DJ on the night and everything so we're planning a really really fun night out oh that'll be great absolutely yeah. brilliant and from just judging from both of you clearly love what you do like yeah. the positivity and energy from you is, is incredible these young people are very very lucky to have you, uh, you working for them thank you both so so much for joining me today so the table quiz it is happening on Friday 26th in McHugh's pub in Drogheda from 8pm but the girls will be in the town centre from uh, Thursday selling raffle tickets and you can get more information and details there that is our lot on the show for today thank you so much to the guests and to you for your company we'll chat to you tomorrow the 11 to 1 show flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.